0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to Music for Life Radio, where we practice healing mind, body, and spirit. I am Judith Pinkerton, a licensed, board-certified music therapist and founder of Music for Life. And Music for Life, music is at the core of all that we do, connecting you to the life of your spirit, to the life of your senses. With composer Ludwig von Beethoven's quote, music is the mediator between the life of the senses and the life of the spirit. So how do we practice healing mind, body, and spirit? We plug you into yourself differently with music at the core, discovering that when you listen or play music, you find out how the music is really playing you. We support you harnessing the power of music to create a healthy lifestyle, connecting you to the life of your spirit through the life of your senses. Our quote today comes from Order Up Your Life, a book that I co-wrote with Marquita Pierre-McAllister, and it says, how the spiritual strength and courage to allow situations to unfold? That's when spirit works best through you. There's no need to force anything. And then the music that I chose specifically to match that quote by Marquita is When You Believe by Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston. So, as we look at our topic today of music to use when you're in the danger zone, we're going to be exploring how you can get out of the danger zone. So, that quote that references needing that spiritual strength and courage to allow situations to unfold, kind of, you're trying to find that spiritual strength. We have some ideas for you about how to reconnect with yourself, reconnect with that spirit so that you can allow that strength and courage to unfold, to work its best through you. So I have a special guest today who is going to explore these danger zones with us. Her name is Holly Davis. She has her master's as well, is a CTCI, and we'll ask her exactly what that means, as a mental health counselor, and she is life coach with her business called Good Medicine Ranch.
0: Welcome to the Music for Life radio show, Holly. Good morning. Thanks for having me, Judith. I really appreciate it. I love your work, love what you do. Ah,
1: thank you. Thank you. Yes, you are one of our music medicine advisors. You've gone through the
0: training. Woohoo! Yeah, well, I'll tell so you why, because when you sit in your. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, would
1: just, I, you know, I was just, you know, when when we talked about you doing the music medicine, um, you know, you were familiar um, being on our Solutions Wellness Campus um, as one of the therapists here that the music medicine really called to you and you found yourself sitting in on music therapy groups. And I'm just noticing, you know, that you continued to come back (laughs) and wanted (laughs) to be involved and attend and all of that. And for our listeners, if you could just kind of you know, notice how your entrance into Music for Life and music therapy and music medicine, what was that like
0: at the beginning for you? I was just going to say that when you sit in your, your classes and you are, you personally do that, they're so free to express and seeing and um play instruments, and, um, and it just kind of opens you up if you're open when you come in. Whether you are or not, music is going to affect your soul, your spirit, like your quote said. And so for me, just watching, I couldn't help but be moved. And so I recall sitting there, new to solutions as a therapist, just watching this class, and I, would, I couldn't stop tears. <laughs> I all, all of a sudden had this catharsis because the music was just so beautiful, And so, um, and some of it was unsettling, and some of it just, I found myself on an emotional roller coaster, and I thought, this is so powerful. So, of course, every time I had a chance to sit in on the class, I would sit in, and I mean, you know, I just, I know that that class is changing people's lives, that music changes people's lives, and, and whether they're open or not, it comes and gets you, and it's it's, um, it's important that you know that power. So I just, I definitely had to do some investigation and pick your brain every time the door was open. <laughs> so that's why I know the power.
1: Yeah. So when when working with clients um, as a therapist, you we find me as well that there's some repressions. That can be happening. And there was an article recently put out by Daily Om, that's om dailyom.com, that was looking at the danger of repression, referring to repressed moods. And I'm going to just read a little bit of it here because it's, it's so relevant to this day and time. talking about when negative thoughts arise, how it is best to address them, rather than pushing them down, where they will surface again. So I know that, you know, recently or a lot recently, there's been a lot of focus on the power of positive thinking that many people have come to misinterpret this wisdom to mean that it's not okay to have a bad mood or a negative thought or a feeling so that this thought can lend a kind of superficiality to relationships with life and relationships with other people. It can also lead us to feel that if a negative thought or feeling comes up, that we must immediately block it out and think positively. And when we actually do this, we're engaging in repressing a part of ourselves that actually needs being heard or processed. Isn't that so true for
0: you and me as well, right, Holly? Absolutely. I I was just thinking about how sitting in that class, I felt a tear coming on. I'm like, don't cry, don't cry. And and then when I did, and I believe that's what attracted me back every time, is when you finally let go of those emotions and you stop fighting and resisting, you feel so much better. And so I find that clients that are in the most resistance, it's interesting because once they break through that, They are the ones that get the most help. Those are the ones that absorb the most when they've finally just gotten through the blocks of the emotions, when they stop fighting it. And so, yeah, lean into the feelings. Sounds really scary, but it's, it's actually more frightening to just stuff and put away because it's going to come out somewhere somehow. They don't go away.
1: Yeah, and then what occurs um, is as we continue to store those negative emotions that we're repressing and not wanting to feel, um, we start getting disconnected with ourselves, and we may find substances that help us self-medicate. If it's not music, it might be alcohol, it might be illegal drugs, whatever, to uh, medicate and to numb those feelings so you don't feel them. And then it's very possible that those actual repressed feelings uh, is what could be driving the substance abuse that evolves into a serious addiction problem. So we both met here on Solutions Wellness Campus where the American Addiction Centers own a variety of um, treatment centers across the country. And here in Las Vegas, I personally treat... Over 100 clients, both at Solutions Recovery and at Desert Hope, every week. It's quite quite a load. And what I share with them at the very beginning of most sessions is this. I tell them that my belief in them is that their spirit is whole and complete, that they might have experienced so much emotional tension that their perception is that they have no spirit or that their spirit is shattered or broken, and that it's my job as a music therapist to provide music experiences for them to reduce that emotional tension so that they can reconnect with themselves. And they so get that and so desire more after hearing that. So it's about allowing ourselves to be fully human, to honor all of our thoughts and not just what the good thoughts should be about, right? Right? and that our feelings and moods should just be able to easily pass through us instead of getting stuck or stuffed anywhere. What is your experience, Polly, with um, repressed moods, working with clients that stuff their moods and kind of get into a danger zone? What do you notice about them?
0: I definitely notice that when they begin to open themselves up to the emotions and you're in treatment and and you're face-to-face with it. Perhaps you've been running. And when I say you and our clients, this is society in general. Most of us are running from pain or fulfilling. feelings. So we're either um, just numbed out or we're, we're just classic avoiding at all times. So when you finally get in this place that you're blessed and fortunate to be in where you get to look at them kind of like a mirror and nothing better than being in the, that music medicine class and you're there with it. I find that when they cry the crying is just so healing and it's so, it's so intense but on the same hand when they've broken through and they've felt the emotions because if you haven't been feeling it for a long time it does feel quite intense but at the same time the laughter too When they're able to laugh about things, it's intense as well. So I I believe for all of us, when when we allow ourselves that opportunity to feel again, and just like you said at the beginning of the program, even bad feelings. Yeah, when sad things happen, I cry. When I get mad, I might throw something. Who knows? You don't know. You've got to start feeling these things because that's being a human, and then we can deal with it. So it is very dangerous and very frightening when we stuff and stuff and stuff and stuff and stuff, because, you know, it it does come out and if it's not coming out with addiction, there's some kind of ism that's going to come out with, you're going to self uh, medicate in some way, whether it's shopping, whether it's, uh, you know, Facebooking and just too much media exposure, just, just just anything to escape the realities of life. And generally that's not healthy. It's not done in a healthy way. I think a little escape here and there is, is, that's just human nature I think, once again, just getting back to the human nature. When I'm sad, I'm going to cry. I'm going to be disappointed. I'm going to feel bad. And when I'm happy, I'm going to laugh. I'm going to express that. Just even at the beginning of your program, that music, I I actually kind of danced around a little bit. I thought, gee, it's been a long time since I've danced around. That is so healing. And I think the older we get, the more we think, oh, I can't dance. or I can't sing to a good song or I can't laugh when something's funny or, or cry when something's sad so it's overall extremely healing toxic relieving the best thing you can do is laugh or cry and so there's nothing better than music and so i i promoted 100 percent. even children you might hear parents say don't cry i'll give you a reason to cry and that's one of my most i hate that statement more than any because when children cry I say okay cry you're supposed to cry that's, that's what we do that's being a human being so that's why i appreciate your class so much and what you do judith
1: Well, thank you. One
0: of the things that I've noticed about many of us
1: that uh, experience a lot of unsettledness is that we get into what I call a chronic unsettled comfort zone. And when that happens, it really messes with our music listening habits that may not support a balanced life. So a chronic unsettled comfort zone, I'm going to break it down real quick. Chronic, of course, is all the time. Unsettled are moods that are like anxiety, anger, depression, or sadness. So imagine having all the time, any one or a combination of those moods, so much that that comfort zone then becomes a reality for you where you've just so learned how to deal with feeling like that all the time, you kind of don't even know you're there, and it's your own zone. You know, everybody's zone is separate. You're in your own bubble. So a chronic unsettled comfort zone really um, speaks to music listening habits then that support that chronic unsettled comfort zone and could actually fuel moods that could be repressed. And when that happens, you could actually be listening then to music that also fuels those moods of anxiety, anger, depression, and sadness, and doesn't get you out of them. So one of the things that could happen, um, I kind of use an analogy to help people understand how we become like this uh, pressure cooker inside. Uh, The fact about our bodies is that we are about 75% full of water. And if you can imagine taking a teapot and filling a teapot, 75% full of water, put it on the stove, turn the burner on, and watch it start to boil. That teapot would burst if it did not have that release valve, which is the whistle to let the steam out. It would burst with our bodies because music operates from our central nervous system. When we get into those moods that feel like a pressure cooker for us with anger, anxiety, depression, sadness, boiling our water inside, that when we listen to music, it is actually our release valve. The challenge is that when we push play on music, we're instinctively matching where we are at. That's what I feel like listening to right now. It makes me feel good. So then we have different perceptions about how that music makes us feel. So if you are stuck in a chronic unsettled comfort zone, you could be misinterpreting your energy and thinking you're excited all the time when you're actually anxious or that you're energized all the time when you're actually angry or that you're calm when you're actually depressed. And if you're pushing play on music that matches where you're at, you could be fueling anxiety, anger, or depression. Unrelenting anxiety as we know, causes panic attacks and heart attacks. And with Music for Life's Music Medicine Protocol, I've actually stopped panic attacks in the middle. Because music operates from our central nervous system, we respond to music through our physiology, our behavior, and our emotions. And when music strikes us in the right way, and operates through us in the right way using this music medicine protocol, it's very possible to significantly reduce or dissolve that panic attack. It's amazing how it works to get you out of that danger zone. So with that, I know, Holly, that you've learned through the music medicine boot camp um, how to look at music differently. It's not about theory, it's about understanding how all those ten music elements affect us behaviorally. You know, what does tempo do to me? But, you know, all of that is an opportunity you had to reconsider music's effect on your behavior, on your emotions, and on your physiology. And most importantly out of that comes the mood sequencing formula that you were taught, which Takes music from all genres and puts it into a formula so that this chronic and subtle comfort zone can get shifted and changed. Like you were saying earlier, music can so affect us and help us to get that emotion out, but it's important to be able to understand how is that music affecting you? What mood is it making me feel? And am I misinterpreting it because I'm stuck? in a chronic unsettled comfort zone. It can get really complicated (laughs) when looking at all of that. What did you find easy or complicated about this whole process as you were learning it, Holly?
0: Well, I found that it, it was so simple to see that there's an awareness that needs to happen with your emotions. So when I'm listening to music, now all of a sudden I am very aware what this music is doing. Whereas before, sometimes you might just be on autopilot and zoning out, and it's going in one ear and out the other, but you don't realize it really is. It is affecting your mood. So I think overall awareness of what's my mood is what I came away with, and it was quite simple. And um, any of the complexity is just the simple fact that music is complex and our emotions are complex. But I think if we could just get that awareness, how do I feel right now? What emotion am I experiencing? And what does this music make me experience? So it's just that you know getting to know where I'm at. And I think if all of us can do that instead of, zoning out avoiding you know avoiding i think we would all have a lot less panic anxiety stress and we'd be dealing with it and i think that's the the biggest the biggest takeaway for me is i'm dealing with it now yeah
1: so there's there's other music listening habits that people may fall into uh again instinctively there's the one that we talked about with just pushing play automatically on music that just what I feel like listening to right now. You know, it feels good to me. Um, and the perception with that is say, say you're stuck in anxiety. You think you're excited and you're listening to Allegro from Shostakovich Symphony Number no. 10 and you're saying that it is actually soothing for you. When if you listen to that piece of music, uh, it is not. It's very anxiety producing. So when you're matching yourself, you could be um, – having this interpretation that it is actually soothing you or relieving the pressure from that intense pressure cooker that we were talking about. Um, and so that's why we tend to listen to music that matches where we're at because it can relieve the pressure possibly. So what, what we recommend actually is, is noticing what are your music listening habits and how's it working for you. You may also push play on music that kicks you into the past where your memories live, which, which could instantly take you out of a stressed mood um, and make you remember some good times that you had with somebody listening to that music. Or you could be pushing play on music that kicks you into the future where you want to be more relaxed or happier. And it could be that that music has so conditioned you that all you have to do is listen to the first 30 seconds of it, and you've already shifted do you just notice how is the music working for you and what do I need to do differently if it didn't get me out of the danger zone? Or am I misinterpreting the zone I'm in when I'm actually anxious when I think I'm excited? And is this music the best for me right now? Is it, what's it doing through, for me or against me? So there's some music recommendations uh, to discuss. I, I related to all generation or uh, genres for all generations with this protocol. So I mentioned Allegro from Shostakovich Symphony No. 10 as being a, an anxiety producing music. That would be actually something I would recommend because you want to be able to trigger that mood to come up and out of you and not stay stuck and stuck like the repressed moods we've been talking about. Another Uh, piece of music that would be good for getting it out is let the bodies hit the floor by drowning pool. (laughs) Now, a lot of my clients when they hear that are going to go, yeah, and they get really energized from it. But truthfully, it's a really great angry piece. (laughs) And so if you notice that your energy is more about happy energy, it could be that you're stuck in the chronic and subtle comfort zone. Um, There are so many complications to everything that I'm saying. Please know that what I say is not absolute. And then if you find yourself stuck in grief, grief is also a mood um, that complicates the more loss that you have. So when you have a, a first loss and you don't resolve the grief from that first loss, a second loss comes along, it triggers the first one. Right, Holly, and now it's
0: twice as soon. Yeah, absolutely. And so on. Absolutely. Right?
1: It just compounds.
0: So absolutely. So we want – go ahead. No, I, I, I'm just listening. I'm absolutely <laughs> enjoying this.
1: Now, so there's a song
0: called um, Say Something by Great
1: Big World that I find a lot of um, clients actually respond to with sadness and sometimes really deep sadness. So it's a, it's a typical kind of piece that you might choose to match and be able to get up and out that sadness. And then going to something in, in a soothing section of your library best works when there's no rhythm and there is no words because rhythm makes your body want to move, and words make you want to think. And in a really deep, soothing place, you don't want to do either of those things. So there's a whole series of music that Chuck Wilde puts out called Liquid Mind um, that's really good with that. Um, and there's just so much that he offers. Now, there could be clients that are, or people that say, oh, are you kidding me? I can't listen to music without words or I can't music listen to music without words. Uh, being able to, um, excuse me, my computer, little technical thing here. My computer is saying it's going to turn off pretty quickly if I don't plug it in. Sorry um, about So if you're not able to listen to music that doesn't have a rhythm or doesn't have words, um, no worries. You'll still be able to find effective soothing music uh, that will work for you um, if if it does have. Rhythm and it does have words to it. We're just really concerned about making sure that there are three different energies in this mood sequence formula. So the first part is really about triggering up any unsettled that you've been able to identify, then wanting to neutralize it um, with something soothing, and then going on to energizing, like the, the song that we picked for today's quote, When You Believe by Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston to really anchor in what you desire, what you accept for your life. So it's really a careful mood sequence, and that's just like a generic one of understanding how music can get you out of your danger zone if your listening habits with music don't work effectively enough. You're still noticing, "Eh, I'm still tearing up a lot. You know, it doesn't matter what's going on. I I always have these tears that come up for me. It could be that you're repressing grief. Um, If you find that you get into um, a high anxiety mode pretty easily, then you're probably just on the brink all the time thinking you're excited, except when it gets really bad. If you've got anger management problems, then you're already aware that you've got some anger issues that can be assisted With music medicine. I wanted our listeners to know that there is a possibility for people to get involved in a really great way with a new company we've started called Music for Life Technology. In fact, what we discovered with the release of an unprecedented press release that went out yesterday, immediately almost 200 Uh, Online news release stations and newspapers and journals picked up the press release immediately to publicize, and uh, it went into 38 states immediately. I think that we're experiencing so much unsettledness right now that people are really craving answers, craving ways to make life more manageable and more happy and this company, Music for Life Technology that we have created, is going to be doing that. It's going to be taking everything that we do at Music for Life and launching it easily through apps, through classes, through self-assessments, through healing playlists, through podcasts, through daily inspirations, through a variety of different ways for people to access music from all of us in order for us to really be effective. And supporting people in making a difference on this planet with people reducing unsettleness and feeling more productive, energized, happier, and peaceful. For more information about Music for Life Technology, you can simply go to Castle Peak Technology, or excuse me, castlepeakfinance.com That's Castle, C-A-S-T-L-E, Peak, P-E-A-K, Finance.com. And if you want to connect with us directly at Music for Life. You can do so through our website at musicforlife.us or call us directly at 702-889-2881. Thank you. I want uh, so much, Holly, for joining us today and telling us what your experience of working with clients are in danger zones and how music can be helpful. Thank you so much. If you want to connect with Holly, please go to Good Medicine Ranch, and there is a link to her website on this website. Till we meet again... Yes, yes, what a fabulous time to spend with you and to be able to talk about how we pressed moods need to get expressed out so that we're not experiencing an exorbitant amount of unsettledness in our lives. Till we meet again, please notice how you practice healing, your mind, body, and spirit with the power of music in your life now.